Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number 93 of The Dynamite Effect, recapping the highs and lows from AEW Dynamite on TBS. I am your host and humble guide, Keela Cash. Thank you so much for joining me as week 153 of Rest of continues. Happy Thursday morning, afternoon, and evening to you all as another busy week in the worlds of WWE and AEW continues. And last night was AEW Dynamite going down live from the First Bank Center in Broomfield, Colorado, and this was the final Dynamite of the year and my first wrestling podcast of the week. It has been 153 weeks of me covering every Monday Night Raw for the last two and a half years, going on three next month. And I felt completely out of whack not covering the show because it was a taped best of 2022 special this past Monday. NXT was taped on Tuesday night, the final NXT of the year. And it was all right. Nothing to write home about. So I gave myself one more day to recoup, to rejuvenate myself for last night's Dynamite on TBS. And I thought this is a really strong way to wrap up 2022 for AEW and I'm still in holiday haze. I feel as if I won't be back to normal until Monday Night Raw, Monday night. SmackDown will help a lot with John Cena being back tomorrow night in Tampa. But when Monday Night Raw goes on a one-week break and I don't do a show, I feel completely out of whack and I still feel that way right now covering Dynamite. But I want to dive into some strong matches that went down on the show to really wrap up a strong year of professional wrestling for AEW despite some bumps during probably quarter three involving the brawl backstage at All Out with CM Punk, The Elite, MGF's contract situation, which really made things cloudy for a few months. They became a really crafty work in hindsight. But I think the last few weeks, AEW's found their groove of delivering really strong shows up and down the card, highlighted by a stronger and well-focused women's division. And we had the best of seven series with the Elite and the Death Triangle fighting it out over the AEW Trios Championship, which has really anchored these shows as of late. But I want to highlight two matches in particular from Dynamite last night in Colorado that had the fans on their feet at various points. First off was the American Dragon, Brian Danielson versus Eagle Ethan Page. And we have Stokely Hathaway at ringside wearing an AEW cap because... Danielson mentioned the glaring bald head he had last week and he wanted to make sure he beat those allegations and I thought this was probably Ethan's best in-ring match to date outside of the work he's done with Darby Allen over the last year or so as he and Danielson went back and forth with a violent chop exchange both men's chests were red as they chop each other back and forth in the corner with Danielson laying in some kicks for good measure before locking in the Romero special on page and stopping the Achilles for good measure at one point Soakley gets on the apron to distract Danielson but Danielson is going to take the cap off of Soakley's head to embarrass him and in doing so he delivers a tope to page on the outside he goes for another dive but page is going to deliver a pump kick to Danielson that knocks him out of the ring as we have have Stokely gloating about this at ringside as we go to a picture-in-picture commercial break. We come back and Paige and Danielson are still going back and forth a bit with Danielson regaining control with a release German suplex and he goes for her corona off the top rope which leads to a series of yes kicks on Paige but Paige ducks the kick your fucking head and spot at the last possible moment. Then we have Stokely pulling Paige out of the way at the last minute from a Danielson dive as he crash and burn on the floor. Paige connects with a snap power slam on the floor following by a step through cutter through the ropes to Danielson for a near fall. He goes for a slam, but Danielson turns that into a DDT out of nowhere. Goes for the label lock, but Paige grabs the ropes at the last minute to 
to break the submission. From there, we have Danielson and Paige fighting for position on the top rope. And this leads to Paige landing an avalanche power slam on Danielson for a very close near fall. He goes to the razor's edge, ego's edge, and Danielson floats over to Basaku knee, lays in those hammer and over elbow strikes, and he's going to lock in the regal stretch to put Paige to sleep for the win and we have a very irritated MJF in the skybox with a lady friend sipping him some bubbly with his championship in tow and it should be noted at the very beginning of this match MJF reigning defending AEW world champion was in the skybox with a lady friend sipping on some bubbly and taunting Danielson and that allowed Paige to get the jump on the American Dragon for a few seconds until Danielson regained control of this match which was a very strong way to kick off Dynamite last night on TBS and we are building towards Danielson versus MJF for the AEW world championship at a date to be determined it should be noted that next week's dynamite the very first one of the year will be in seattle washington the hometown almost of brian danielson and you want him to be in a marquee match in his hometown and i thought to myself why not book danielson and mjf for the title in seattle and you can have a fuck finish rebuild his revolution and call it a day We'll see what AEW will do between now and next week to really set the tone for the year 2023 for AEW turns four yes four in a few short days. Next up is Top Flights, Dante and Darius Martin versus the Blackpool Combat Clubs, Claudio Casanoli and John Moxley. This match was outstanding. And I'm going to be very brazen in saying, I think that this match involving Top Flight and Claudio Casanoli alongside John Moxley was probably Top Flight's best outing as a tag team to date because they took the fight to Mox and Claudio early on and they got their asses kicked for it as Claudio sent Dante rips first into the ring post and Moxley worked over Darius for a bit, beat his ass in the corner. He even rubbed his chin in <laughs> Darius's face, clawing at his back, digging his nails in, suplexing him off the top rope. But eventually Darius gains separation, makes attack to Dante, who gets a big pop, lands a missed drop kick on Moxley and Inzaguri on Claudio. And he is giving it to Mox, standing moonsault as well at one point, but he makes the fatal error of trading strikes with a known striker in Moxley and he pays for but Darius comes through with a chop block as Top Flight is in full control as we go to a picture-in-picture commercial break. We come back and Moxley is fighting from underneath for a bit until he delivers a front suplex to Darius, which allows Claudio to get the hot tag. And he is going to go crazy with European uppercuts and he's going to run back and forth, slinging Dante corner to corner, corner to corner, uppercut after uppercut. The crowd is rising to their feet, cheering Claudio and those uppercuts running back and forth like a track star. And Claudio is so amazing at this professional wrestling thing. And I love him for it. I've loved him for decades. And last night was no different. Then he sets up Dante for the big swing. Darius breaks it up. But Darius takes a big swing instead. In a very creative spot, we got Dante jumping rope basically over his brother. to try to break up the swing as Darius goes around and around. And Dante jumps over him. It's really cool. And eventually the brothers are able to double team Claudio. And we have Darius. Darius launching off the chest of Dante landing a tornado DDT on Claudio. Dante avoids a pop-up European uppercut and he and his brother land a double super kick on Claudio with Dante taking out Moxley with a dive on the outside. Darius is going to hit a one-man Spanish fly on Claudio for a near fall. Darius blocks another uppercut into a backslide for two, but Claudio is going to roll through and land the neutralizer for a very close near fall that shocks the shit out of Claudio and he is going to enter a different mode I never seen from Claudio. He's pissed off, irritated, angry that Darius won't go 
down. So he lays in some anvil elbows to Darius to knock him out. And Claudio's in his zone. Dante tries to break it up physically, but Claudio does not relent. And we have Dante going for a move, but in doing so, Mox lays him out to King Kong Laird in a paradigm shift on the floor. He's out of this match. But Darius, despite being knocked loopy, is able to get himself back up and deliver one final shot to Claudio, which stuns Claudio. This man is now pissed off to the nth degree, he removes his mouth guard and delivers a home run uppercut that knocks out Darius for the win. A great match, gritty victory for Claudio and Mox, but a great performance by Dante Martin and Darius Martin. I thought this was probably Darius's finest work to date against two vets that just brought out a little something extra in him in terms of I can hang with the best. I can brawl, I can fly, I can fight, and I can almost win against the Ring of Honor champion Claudio Casanoli. And I would not be opposed to seeing Darius versus Claudio for that championship. Maybe, perhaps, potentially a battle for the bouts five going down next Friday after Rampage on TNT. When there's an L, I like the fight that Darius gave Claudio last night, which may play into a title shot for the Ring of Honor championship come next Friday night. Next up is Hook. Absolutely demolishing a local yokel by the name of Balaam Lynx with strikes in the corner. The charging lariat followed by an overhead suplex and the red rum for the submission victory. We come out and we got Stokely Hathaway coming out with Lee Moriarty and Big Bill causing trouble for Hook until Jungle Boy comes out to tackle Lee Moriarty. But we got Big Bill standing face to face with Hook and Hook is defiant. He ain't scared of shit size be damned and he almost lifts big bill for a suplex that pops his crowd but he's too damn big and he's going to lift up hook for the choke slam but thankfully jungle boy comes through with a two by four to hit big bill in the back repeatedly before big bill scurries away at the last moment and i have said this before a couple of weeks ago i will say it again outside of pretty deadly Hook and Jungle Boy are the prettiest tag team in professional wrestling today. I would love for them to be a tag team next year, vying for the championships at some point. Gotta get through Big Bill and Lee Moriarty first, and the money will be Hook suplexing Big Bill. And I cannot wait. It will pop a crowd somewhere in America, and it will be a moment. All in due time. Next up is match six in the best of seven series over the AEW World Trios Championship involving the Elite versus Death Triangle. And this match was batshit crazy, falls count anywhere, and it all started backstage via a brawl with Penta delivering a brain buster on a crate to Kenny Omega to jump things off, followed by Pac climbing on a riser and delivering a double moonsault to the Young Bucks as well. Eventually, Matt and Penta fight back and forth until Nick comes through the somersault that sends Penta through a table, poor cookies and potato chips and snacks. They were not survivors during this dive spot from there we have the death triangle and the elite brawling backstage around the production area and ultimately onto the main stage in front of the live audience the fans pop for seeing the stars up close and personal going in on each other as ray phoenix climbs on top of the tunnel and delivers a tranilo dive on the young bucks absolutely spectacular spot followed by omega delivering a running v trigger that lays out phoenix a short time later pack and omega go back and forth with pack landing a german suplex with the bridge on omega on the floor for a near fall broken up by the bucks and from there matt jackson delivers his signature locomotive northern light suplex to pack down the ramp 
suplex after suplex after Northern Light suplex. Phoenix tries to make the save for Pac, but he gets suplexed alongside Pac as well by Matt Jackson to complete the locomotive Northern Lights as we go to a commercial break via picture in picture. We come back and things turn up a notch with Penta and Nick going through the crowd fighting with Omega and Pack in the ring going back and forth as well until Omega is triple teamed by Death Triangle there's a trash can over his head as Penta Phoenix and Pack land a triple drop kick on Omega Omega tries to fight back before Matt lands a running destroyer on Penta Phoenix comes through with a fox splash off the top rope to Matt Jackson Kenny Omega comes through with a bulldog on Phoenix and he lands a snapdragon suplex on Pac as well has a trash can in place places it over Pac's head lands a v-trigger and a doctor bomb on the trash can to Pac for a very close near fall that pops the crowd as Omega goes to the one-winged angel Penta cuts that off and lands a double fear factor stump on Omega on the floor with an assist for Rum Ray Phoenix from there Phoenix is going to fire off against the Bucks with a dive on Omega and Nakazawa as he lays in kicks on the Bucks as well at one point Penta goes for a fear factor on Nick Jackson Nick is going to avoid that as he and Matt land a Melsa driver on Penta which is broken up by Pack at the last possible moment from there Pack and Matt Jackson go back and forth a bit with Matt getting knocked out with the Haluva kick courtesy of Pack from there Pack misses the shooting star press and gets chucked with a chair by Nick Jackson. Penta also gets hit with a chair as well, face first, and gets hit with the BT trigger. But Pack breaks up the count at the last minute again. Pack avoids the Melsa driver, and he is going to send Matt into Nick with a kick to the face, and that allows Pack to lock in the brutalizer on Matt to make him submit. But far away, far, far away from the action in the ring, we have Omega and Ray Phoenix. And Omega has Ray Phoenix up for the one-winged angel through a production table. And it's a wrap for the Death Triangle. Kenny Omega scores a pinfall and Matt holds on to avoid being submitted by Pac as we will now have match seven. The Elite versus Death Triangle. Winner take all via a ladder match in two weeks from the Kia Forum in Los Angeles, California to kick off the second Dynamite of 2023. An outstanding Falls County Newer match. Omega is amazing, selling his ass off the shoulders, the back, the obliques. It was amazing. The Bucks are great. And Death Triangle are truly a treat to watch every time. And despite this being Falls County Anywhere and all the cheating previously, not a hammer in sight for this match, which I consider growth for Death Triangle. Next up is a tag team match involving Willa Nightingale and Ruby Soho versus Anna Jay and Ty Mello repping the Jericho Appreciation Society. And this match was good for the time the ladies were given, which was very nice to see. And Nightingale is so damn charismatic. I love her spirit, her smile. She's so good whooping ass in the ring as she goes in on Ty Mello. Soho makes a blind tag, which does not sit well with Nightingale at first, but she accepts it as Mello is public enemy number one and Ruby Soho's eyes for obvious reasons dating back to All Out when her nose was smashed by Ty with that Ty KO out of nowhere that laid out Ruby for about three months which sucks she's back now wanting revenge and in doing so she's got to fend off Anna Jay as well at one point Mello is going to get hit with no future the kick for a very close near fall Nightingale takes out Anna Jay with the lariat only to get knocked out with a pump kick by Ty Mello a short time later and an assisted leg lariat by Anna Jay to Ruby Soho allows Ty to land the DD 
tie on Ruby for a very close near fall, which is broken up by Willow Nightingale at the last possible moment by tackling Anna Jay to break up the cover from there. Nightingale lands a snap suplex on the floor to Anna Jay, but Jay decides to cheat a bit by using a steel chair and she gets caught by Aubrey Edwards. But in doing so, we have Ty grab another chair and toss it to Ruby Soho. And Ruby is so nice to catch this damn chair. And she gets knocked out, said chair courtesy of Ty, followed by the Ty KO for the win. A very tainted victory as Anna Jay sends Nightingale into the ring post to prevent her from breaking up this very tainted cover by Ty. As this feud between Ty Mello and Ruby Soho must continue. There must be another match down the road that will give both ladies an extra sauce to really stand out in the AEW women's division. But for the time, they were given really fun tag team match and the crowd was into it most of the way through, which is very nice to see as we segue to our main event involving Samoa Joe, the Ring of Honor and TNT television champion versus Wartlow, the former TNT champion. And Wartlow gets ambushed by Samoa Joe earlier in the show when Joe hit Wartlow in the knee with a left pipe to gain the unfair advantage. As we all wondered, would Wartlow make this match on time? He did. He limps down to the ring, but he's fueled by adrenaline and anger towards Joe as he lands a spine buster immediately on Joe. Joe responds with a Uranagi, but Wurtlow comes through with a lariat and corner punches until Joe lands a nasty knee breaker on the bad knee of Wurtlow as we go to commercial break with the doctors checking in on Wartlow. From there, Wartlow is fighting underneath, selling this leg injury, but Wartlow comes through with a top rope. Setan Atomico, which pops the crowd, but he cannot make the cover. We got a back and forth slug fest involving both men until Wartlow is going to climb the ropes and land a beautiful whisper in the wind on Joe, but his leg continues to give him trouble as Wartlow is a little slow making the cover. He lands the home one lariat on Joe after trading strikes back and forth, but Joe sweeps the legs with a nasty leg sweep in order to ground Wardlow once again. But Wardlow is going to fight through a superplex and land the powerbomb. And he cannot make the cover. He wants to go for the powerbomb symphony. But Samoa Joe is going to take advantage of that bad knee and chop block it once again and lock in the rear naked choke. And Wardlow is going to give it a fight. But eventually he falls asleep to the coquina clutch. Samoa Joe retains the TNT championship. Wardlow wakes up a little mad that he went to sleep for the finish, but we have Samoa Joe staring respectfully at Wardlow, or so we think, but he wipes him out with the title belt, beats down Wardlow some more, goes after the referee, and then he grabs some scissors from a toolbox. I'm like, oh my God, he's going to cut Wardlow's ponytail. And sure enough, he snips Wardlow's ponytail off his head. It's a sad day that that ponytail is gone. And as Samoa Joe is about to leave, Darby Allen comes out and he hits Samoa Joe from behind with his skateboard to pay back Darby from a few weeks ago when Samoa Joe landed a muscle buster on the wheels of Darby's skateboard. I just find it interesting that Darby waited until Warlow's hair got cut to make the save. Choices to wrap up the final Dynamite of 2023, but still it was a lot of fun involving Warlow versus Joe for the TNT Championship. My only hope for Wartlow is that he recaptures what made him special during the early stages of 2022 when he was feuding with MGF, gaining his freedom at double or nothing. And then the beatdown was inconsequential when MGF, no so the searcher job, came out, cut the pipe bomb promo, went away for a few months, and basically took Wartlow's heat with him for a time. Wartlow is very talented. He's good looking. He draws in the female demographic, but he's really got to lock in with better booking 
by Tony Khan to be the star he's meant to be. If he's going to be on that Batista track of superstardom, the booking's got to be a bit more better for Wardlow heading into the new year. And a reset would be a great way to reestablish him as a guy that can be a top champion in AEW next year. And with that, this wraps up a very fun Dynamite as we put a cap on the year 2022 for AEW. An up and down year in terms of momentum, but they kind of brought it home via some great TV down the stretch as hopefully the full reset with a more realized vision without things happening come to fruition for AEW to ring in 2023 with a new look for Dynamite starting next Wednesday from Seattle, Washington. And on that note, this wraps up episode number 93 of The Dynamite Effect, recapping the highs and lows from AEW Dynamite on TBS. I hope you enjoyed it as always you can follow me on social media at lady wrestling x on twitter and or instagram arrestoptopia they can find me tweeting and gramming about these podcast shows that drop a list in my daily recapping monday night raw nxt aw dynamite friday night smackdown on fox and aw rampage on tnt you know what to do such receptopia and follow me on apple podcast amazon music audible google podcast buzzsprout iHeartRadio, radio Stitcher radio Tune in plus Amazon Alexa and Spotify. I'll be back Saturday morning with the final SmackDown wind down slash AW Rampage of the year as we bid 22 adieu. Until then, enjoy your Thursday and your Friday. Stay safe out there and don't forget to wash those hands. See you later, boys and girls. Take care.